Hey folks, Jeff Woods here. Before we get into the episode, we wanted to ask for your help and your feedback. We are working on a brand new event concept and we want to customize it to you. We're hoping that before you get into the episode, you will pause and go to theonething.com slash summit. That's with the number one in the URL, theonething.com slash summit and share your ideas with us. This will be coming out here in the next few months. So please pause the episode right now. Go to theonething.com slash summit, answer a few quick questions and then continue. This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. The path to getting everything you want is to get one thing at a time. This means you have to think big, go small, and trust the dominoes will fall. The person you're going to meet today is somebody that we would call a practice leader. Somebody who has gone on the journey of living the one thing themselves has chosen to hold themselves accountable to living the principles in a world where there's always new shiny objects that we can try to implement. And he's turned around and empowered other people to live it, not just inside his organization, but with his kids. So today we are going to walk through on a very detailed level how one person got started living the one thing, how he started to live the tools, specifically the 411 and the one thing planner. That'll be the first roughly 25 minutes of the episode. And then we're going to shift into how he went on a 66-day challenge to form a power habit, not just for himself, but also had his three kids, ages 14, 12, and 8, join him along the journey and what became possible as a result. With that, let's get into this episode with PJ Milana. How did you first come across the one thing? I'm always trying to uh, learn from reading. I love reading. I don't ever have enough time for reading. Uh, and, and as I mentioned in our kind of pre-interview is, I love systems. I love uh, learning more about systems and how I might implement them. Uh, what I'm not good at is implementing them. Uh, and I ran across as one of my... I read last year, the last probably year... There has been three books that really just changed my life as far as where I want to go and growing my uh, side business. I, I'm a solopreneur in addition to my career. And uh, the, the three books were one was The E-Myth, uh, two was getting, uh, getting Things Done, and then I came across The One Thing. And all three of these books, I think I heard or was referenced through the different podcasts that I listened to. And the one thing, the book uh, was just amazing as far as from start to finish. It was an easy read, but it made so much sense. And there's so much research in it. And it was so simple. Uh, just about, man, I really can do so many big things if I would just focus on, on one of them. And, and I, I read the book from start to finish. And it really just changed my life that I, I really want to try this. And uh, that's where we went. That's awesome. Give us a sense of what was going on in your life a year ago, PJ, because you said you've got a full-time job. You're starting up a side business. There's got to be a reason there. And I know you have a family. Take, paint a bigger picture of what you do professionally and what was going on in your world that made it the right time for you to start living the one thing. Yeah, Jeff. It was really a sense of overwhelm. And you know, I have a full-time job. I'm an executive. For, for a local 
municipal government. And I have 100 employees uh, that are in our department. I have seven full-time staff. I have an executive assistant. And in addition to that, I was trying to start my own business. And it was really starting to take off as far as popularity and grow. It's, uh, I think we're doing a good service with, uh, in, in the area of youth sports. And we do uh, video editing for youth sports highlight videos. But I'm a solopreneur. So I was balance, trying to balance that uh, with my career, with the family. And I was really overwhelmed because the, I couldn't get any traction on the business. But I know I have something with it. But uh, almost depressed to, you know, is this really going to make it or not? Do I just give up? And I'm not one to give up on something. We've been at this business uh, for about three years now. But I just can't get traction as far as revenue goes. So I decided I need to really focus. I'm, I'm tired of putting in too many hours on the side business and nothing happening. And then it really hurting you know, me being able to spend and invest more time uh, in my family, with my wife, and with the three kids. So that's when I really started thinking, I really want to live a big life, but I, I need to set goals and I really need to focus. That's when I wanted to start uh, you know, living the one thing. It's just about focusing on what exactly I need to get done to a- achieve my goals. Thanks for sharing that because you know, so many p- people listen to this show and you and I both know what it feels like to be in that situation where you've got your career, maybe you're trying to start something up on the side. You're struggling to balance that with being a good partner to your significant other, to being a good parent to your children. And you just feel alone and you don't see a way out. I'm curious, you go from reading the book and saying, all right, this is something I actually need to start living. What was that lead domino for you that set you on your path? Honestly, I think it was... I I needed some accountability. Uh, I'm really an introvert. I like to do things on my own. I'm very driven. But there was no accountability there. So I think my lead domino was joining the One Thing community and just finally choosing and taking action with the group. and, and, And just deciding, I'm going to choose this specific framework and go all in. And that's where, where it started. It was signing up for Living the One Thing. And I had an option. Do I sign up for one month? Or do I sign up for the year? And I figured, if I'm going to do this, let's do it. And if we get through a year of it and it doesn't work, then fine. But the accountability of paying for something and then showing up to the meetings uh, has, has helped tremendously. And that was my lead domino. So walk us through this a bit because um, and I'll fill in some, some context. Living Your One Thing is a, a large community of people who are committed to living the one thing. And the way that we support you in that is by giving you access to courses that cover the foundational principles. Like how do you actually do a 411 so you can have a relationship with your goals? How do you create clarity and alignment with a one-page business plan and give you the foundational courses and then have ongoing monthly group coaching calls where we come together and I'm pulling people up and spotlighting them and we're, we're coaching them to it live so that, that people can see what this looks like. And then we do these challenges. Like Right now, we're in the middle of a 66-day challenge with our members and supporting people through it so that they can form a power habit that sticks. Which if you're interested in learning more, you can go to the onething.com slash community and check it out. 
PJ, I I, I want to go through your journey a little bit because whether somebody ends up being inside this community or not, I want them to understand the path that you went down. So you became a member of Living Your One Thing. What did you start doing? Well, the first thing I did, because I always... I, I, I'm a person that I see something. If it's a free download, I'll download it and l- learn about it. And I couldn't quite figure out the 411. It seemed so simple, but... <laughs> you and everyone else, man. <laughs> yes. And I, I just couldn't quite figure it out. And even to this day, it's still evolving. It's still changing because you need to adapt it to your personal situation. But that is my problem is I I get uh, analysis paralysis on things and then I can never just move forward. And just being in the group and wanting to do this, I as soon as I started uh, in August of 2019, I started doing my 411s, even though I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew it worked. I, I, I read the one thing I... And I had to figure it out, and I started doing it. And then you know it, it started becoming consistent. And then I figured, man, I, I'm missing. I still can't figure out now what is this GPS thing? Where is that? And I, I was doing it. I was showing up to the coaching calls, and I knew about the 66 day challenge. And there's just so much information, and it, it kept coming uh, at, at us with the 411, and. I, I would want to go off on my, you know, down a rabbit hole and and chase chase another shiny object, but I I I just decided that I need to stick with this framework and see if it's going to work because that's the one thing I've been failing at is being able to commit to something long term. Okay, so let, I want to dive in here because when we did research that went into the one thing we wrote about habits, there's something called a keystone habit, which is this is just not any normal habit. This is a habit that is so profoundly impactful that it can alter your life for the future. And there are some keystone habits. It's actually been proven that getting up and making your bed is a keystone habit because it gives you a sense of accomplishment that gives you momentum through your day. Another keystone habit is the habit of finding your focus. And when we we have people right now that are on a 66 day challenge of checking their 411 before they check their email. Just the idea of checking their priorities before they check everyone else's. And it alters your future forever. I'm curious, let's dive into your journey of having a relationship with the 411. Because like you shared, for anybody who's listening to this, when you try to fill out a 411 for the first time, it's it can be a little bit of a rude awakening because you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, I don't have the level of clarity that I want. And when you stick with it, man, do things change. So walk us through that journey a little bit of, of how it evolved for you. Yeah, the really turning point was towards the end of last year when uh, I was excited in the group. We had been in the group now for about five months. We were going to go into as a community into the 66-day challenge and also goal setting. And just for the first time, I decided for the month of December, somewhere in there, I had to try to figure out my time to set goals uh, for myself and and to do the overall big planning with the GPS, which from the G- the GPS, uh, for those that may not know, uh, is uh, you know your one page business plan, and from there flows to the four one one, and it just 
all started clicking around that same time. Uh, you guys in the the One Thing organization came out with a training module specific to uh, the GPS. And and prior to that, the, the other good thing is when I downloaded the free four one one, and it, it still just wasn't clicking. As soon as I joined, there were so many training model m- modules, and and one of those was the four one one. And going through that really helped. But towards the end of the year, I just really had a mindset of I need to set goals and I need to focus on these things. And it was a long process. I'm hoping the next few years, it's not as long and I can do it in a weekend and we're, you know, different things like that. But just wrapping my head around it was where, how can I focus? How can I focus on my goals? How can I focus on my 411? And by this time, I was doing a 411. Uh, I'm even, I was even pulling my team in at work to start learning about the GPS and, and going through that process. What I've learned is uh, setting, reviewing the monthly goals. Uh, you only need to review that on the month. And then you set your priorities for the week in there. The problem is everyone tries to put so much on the things they have to get done today. One of the biggest takeaways uh, that I've gotten from doing the 411 is when you're doing the weekly 411 is if you don't time block it uh, and time block whatever those weekly priorities are, you're, it doesn't bring in that accountability for you to actually do them. And that's one thing I wasn't doing was time blocking. So I now have placeholders on... Every day of the week at work, I have a placeholder. The first two to three hours at work is dedicated to my priorities, uh, my one thing priorities that that week, and it's just a placeholder. But as I'm doing my four one one each week, I can put specifics in there into that time block, and it's scheduled, and and uh, my team knows that now I'm focusing on on those areas. So here's um, here's what I want to break down for people because what you just said was actually very important. Folks, if you have never been trained on how to truly invest your time and have a relationship with your goals, your days likely look like showing up to the office, opening up your computer, and checking email until you go to a meeting. And then you check email until somebody distracts you and asks if you got a minute. And all day, if you were honest, you're busy. and Yet you might find yourself questioning if you got anything done. PJ, what I'm hearing you say is when you started using a 411, even though there was friction at the beginning, it gets easier over time, no doubt, you suddenly had clarity on what your priorities were. You identified what that one thing was. Then you time blocked it. You ensured that every day there was time reserved for you to do whatever was most important. Based on what was on your 411. And then when you showed up to those time blocks, you just simply protected it. So you shift from your life before the one thing where you've got your full time job, you're starting this side business, you're not getting the traction, you're struggling to be present at home, to suddenly having a framework that says, okay, PJ, if this is what matters most this month, I know there's a lot that's on your plate this week, yet these are the handful of things that matter most. And because you came up with a model for your time blocks every day for the first few hours, when you showed up, you just got to look at your 411 and start taking action on those priorities. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. And it's been much easier to renegotiate with myself the the 80% of the things that really don't matter right now. Either they don't matter at all or they can be deferred at a later time uh, if I don't have the time. And it's really, you, you know, when I get home now, uh, I'm I'm trying, and it's one of my goals to even evolve this even more. It's just be done with work, be done with the side business, and I wake up super early in the morning to do my side business work, and then I go into work because that's my alone time. But when I get home, I'm exhausted, and I'm able to spend more time with my family. I'm able to schedule more times uh, now that I'm in the planner a little bit more, a lot more actually. I'm able to schedule the things that are important to me, you know, sp- you know, taking my daughter out on a date, taking my wife out on a date, spending time with my boys and it, it's it's helped that to just the 80% of things that don't matter can be deferred. I love that. I love that. So let's let's transition cuz you you mentioned you started to use the planner a lot and it's helped you have a relationship with some of those important goals like your relationship with your wife, like your relationship with your kids. Walk us through that. Yes. So my uh, 66-day challenge uh, that I chose was to get into my one-thing planner uh, every single day. And I house my uh, 411 in my planner, in my one-thing planner. And I get in that before I open up my phone, before I open up my computer. And there wasn't really any other specifics than that, just to get in there, see what's written in there. And it helps me focus. And it's I do that every single day. It's one thing I have not missed. I think I started on, I think, December 30th or December 31st. So uh, I'm about 38 days into uh, my challenge. But it, there have been a lot of um, unintended positive consequences as well uh, by, by doing that. I'm not on my phone as much in social media just in general because I didn't have to be. And even though my side business involves a lot of social media, I I just get on it when I need to. And I I schedule my time on social media and I'm evolving and developing that. But being in it every single day has just really helped me focus. So let's... Again, I want to get into the granulars because for that's one of the values of this podcast is we get to pull the curtain back on what does it actually mean to live the one thing. Right. So for you, for people who don't know, the One Thing Planner was designed based on the way that Gary Keller uses a paper planner. Um, We're not, you, this is a paper planner and it works in conjunction with your digital calendar. The challenge most people have with their digital calendars is it shows everything and it falls trapped to the number one lie of productivity, which is the lie that everything matters equally. We needed a planner that would help us have clarity on our priorities. So we can have a relationship with our goals and achieve extraordinary results. So you've got a combination of a monthly view that is completely blank. It's yours to author, as well as reflect and plan coaching questions that help you have that relationship with your goals. So PJ, you start your 66-day challenge. You open up your planner and you see nothing. Nothing is scheduled. What happened? Well, the first thing is at the beginning of the uh, the planner... And this is... Just to give everyone some perspective, I'm a huge technology guy. So I've been in my digital calendar for years and I rely on it and I still do. I, I set my own schedule in there. I'm really big on on using my digital calendar. So when I got into it, uh, the good thing about the One Thing Planner is it had some questions. It said the 
first few things you need to do is schedule out your your family vacations, your vacation time, and go in and put that. Put those big rocks into your calendar. And there were a couple other questions too. Put, you know, put in what is your one thing. Now schedule that. Put that into your calendar. And by putting family time, by putting things that are were a priority for the business, for work, different things like that, I created a checklist in the planner uh, for every morning that I would be in the planner first, and then I go to my digital calendar and I make sure that my one thing planner items are mirrored on my digital calendar, but my entire digital calendar isn't mirrored in uh, the one thing planner. It's more of a big high level goal setting tool that's been created and there's a lot of follow up and review at the end of the month to you know are you meeting your goals are you know did you stick to your one thing what's something you can do different in the next month to uh, you know achieve your goals so the, you said something that was really important there what shows up in your planner gets reflected in your digital calendar but what's in your digital calendar doesn't necessarily get reflected in your planner folks this is the 80-20 rule. The purpose of the 411, the purpose of a tool like the One Thing Planner is to give you clarity on your priorities. Your priorities are the 20% big rocks that generate 80% of your results. The challenge is if you went to your digital calendar and went to a monthly view, there's no way you could understand what's most important on a daily basis. No way. It wasn't designed for that. Yet, if you want to achieve big things, you need a bigger view of time. And that's where, PJ, you step into a planner. You, it's blank and it's a monthly view and you get to place the big rocks. When am I going to take time off to be with my family? On a daily basis, what is the one thing that matters most? When am I going to have a time block for planning so that I'm clear on my priorities for the coming week? When you place those big rocks in the stream, they're not biased by any Outlook invites that have already been sent over. You have clarity in that moment. Then you move over to your digital calendar and you see all the stuff that's scheduled there and you realize, oh my gosh, my digital calendar is not currently set up for me to have a relationship with my goals. Was there a specific instance you can remember where your planner gave you clarity on something that really mattered? Yet when you went to your digital calendar, you realized, holy smokes, I'm not set up for success right now. I think one of the things that a person would not be set up for success is actually time blocking the planning time that that you mentioned. And when I wasn't able, and I still struggle with this too, I, I'll schedule the planning time where I will create the the four hundred one one for for the upcoming week, and then take a, a review of all my projects and different things like that. But you have to be intent on actually. Implementing that time and and focusing on what's needed there, but by not having that planning time and just going with the flow, you can get behind on the four one one. You can get get behind on what your goals are for next week. But one thing during that planning time is just I, I like to create checklists and I'll go back to the last week's calendar um, on my digital ca- calendar. I'll go to the the following week's calendar and see are my pro- priorities ca- uh, calendared. Uh, are they time blocked? But without that planning time, it becomes very difficult. So that was yeah. the third thing uh, on the actions to take in in the one thing planner is you know the the time off, 
your one thing and then the planning time. So that's where I realized, okay, I've got to do this every single week. And for me, what the biggest challenge has been with that planning time is my schedule is when am I going to do this planning time? Am I going to... And this is where I fall into a problem with analysis paralysis is, okay, what's my best time to do that? Do I do it when I'm at my office work? Do I do it when I'm doing my home business work? And my, and my Fridays, I'm off every other Friday. So do I do it a Thursday one week, Friday one? So figuring mm-hmm. that out and, and then finally just going in and, and focusing on when is my planning time and set it and then implement it. So That's that was right. my biggest challenge. Yeah. And, and for people who listen to that, because it sounds complex, let me simplify it for you. There's three things you time block. Your time off, time for your one thing, and your planning time. And when you're placing these big rocks in the stream, you've got to remember the rule. If you erase it, you must replace it. So PJ, I'm hearing you say, if Friday was your planning time, mine is, by the way, Friday mornings, and suddenly you have a Friday off every other week, well, you don't want to be focusing on work during those days. Maybe you want to be present with your family. So you know you need to erase your planning time two out of the four weeks of the month. So what does that mean you need to do with them? You either need to double them up. But what what I've done is I erased it, like you said, and replaced it. So I, I, do, I do my planning time on Thursdays every other week. And then on the other... On the, Boom. I do them on Fridays. And what I want you to hear in, in, in your voice, PJ, is a model. You came up with a model for your time. The first and third th- Friday is planning time. The second and fourth Friday, I'm off. Therefore, the planning, planning time gets bumped up to Thursday. And you start to have a rhythm. Absolutely. That's, that's much bigger around the things that matter most. And then everything else flows around it. Just like when the water hits the boulder in the middle of the stream, it goes around it. So we've, we've do- dove in pretty deep to just how you personally have lived it. Yet the reason we are on this podcast today is because in the community, you started posting pictures of what you were doing with your planner. And then one day, I saw a post about how you not only were doing the 66-day challenge for yourself, but how you were empowering your kids to go on that journey with you. When we come back from the break, I want you to walk us through that. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple fast and smart, and growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, experienced how challenging hiring can be after he unsuccessfully searched for a director of coffee for his organic coffee company. Then he switched to ZipRecruiter and saw an immediate difference. And you can try to by signing up for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. And its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates faster. In fact, after posting his job on ZipRecruiter, Dylan said he was amazed by how quickly great candidates were applying. And he found his new director of coffee in a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. If you have a small business or you know someone who does, you probably know that small business owners wear a lot of hats. And some of those hats are totally great. But some, like filing taxes and running payroll, 
may not be your one thing. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and HR actually easy for small businesses. Fast, simple payroll processing, benefits, and expert HR support all in one place. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about that. Plus, it's easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Many of the old school payment providers just weren't built for the way that modern small businesses work. Gusto is. So as we go into the new year, ask the question, should we let somebody else wear some of those hats that maybe I shouldn't be wearing? In this case, listeners of the One Thing Podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. Try a demo and see for yourself at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. PJ, when you went on your 66-day challenge, you made a conscious choice to have your kids go on one with you. Why did you make that decision? I, wa- I, I made that decision because I want them to learn the things that I'm learning at 41 year, years old to live a bigger life uh, by gaining a focus on goals and having a perspective. And so I wanted to involve them and I, and I want to leave them with that when I leave this earth is, is things that they can utilize and pass on to, you know, to their children. When you considered all the things they could do, I know for this first one, you wanted to help them narrow their focus. What was their lead domino that they were going to track every day for 66 days? Well, I have come across and watched a few times. Uh, there is a video of a, um, a Navy gentleman uh, that's in the Navy uh, about the most important thing you can do every single day is to make your bed. And so that's the one I chose. I thought it would be a help to them to be able to get into that habit. It would also be a huge help uh, to my wife uh, and myself, uh, just not having to remind them to make their beds and, and it would lead to other things. So that, that's why I choose that habit. Yeah, there's actually a book called Make Your Bed by William McRaven. And it, just, it, it dives deep into this. It's a great book. And they had all the employees at Keller Williams read it, actually. So you, you, how old are your kids again? They are 14, 12, and 8. Okay. So you got a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and 8-year-old. And you say, all right, kids, every day, you are going to make your bed. And when you do, you get to put a big red X on this 66-day challenge calendar. What started to happen? Well, first and foremost, uh, my daughter wasn't too excited about it. So there was some eye rolling. We went through some goal setting stuff. And it, <laughs> it, it, it was not the easiest, but we got through it. Um, and uh, they started doing it. And you know, I kind of made it awkward on purpose. Just said, okay, this is going to be our annual thankatorium. We're going to sit here. And I, I got that uh, phrase from another podcast. But uh, I just wanted to be the awkward dad so they could kind of laugh a little bit and say, we're going to do this. Just uh, you know, be with me and, and go through this with me. And, and my wife joined in. And so they all set out on that challenge. Uh, for the 66-day challenge. And that, that one has, has been pretty good. And we've only missed one day on it. That's amazing. Something else happened. And this is, the, this is the domino effect, right? The path to getting everything you want is to get one thing at a time. You guys started by doing a family 66-day challenge. Yet doing that one thing ended up making something else that was a goal of one of your kids easier or unnecessary. Walk us through that. Absolutely. We, in addition to doing the 66 day challenge, I ran them through a couple 
exercises for goal setting as well and utilizing some of the things in the one thing and, you know, ask them to choose what's the one thing you can accomplish by the end of the year that would make this year an awesome year for you. Uh, My youngest son, one of the things he put down for his one thing was to learn to ride his bike by himself by the end of the year. So that was a long period of time. And I asked him, how, how do we get better at something? And because that's something we always talk about with their sports and different things like that. And he said, we got to practice. I said, okay, well, then we're going to go out and practice every day, about 5, 10 minutes a day and uh, riding your bike. So we would go out there every day. I'd go to one side of the street with him to the same side of the street. And I would guide him and give him some momentum. He couldn't quite touch the ground uh, easily. So uh, he was a little scared, but I'd give him some momentum. And once once he could get going, uh, he was fine and could ride across the street, would stop, and we'd go back and forth, back and forth. Well, about 10 days into doing this, uh, of the his goal for the year, I just randomly decided we're going to go to opposite sides of the street. So he started walking to one side and he looked at me and I was walking to the other side of the street. I said, okay, let's go. And he looked at me with fear, and but eventually he said, okay, we're going to do it. And he started on his own and he went across. And we did that a few times and he was riding his bike on his own 10 days into it. And I grabbed my phone and you know videoed it. I went and took a snapshot of his goal that he set. And he actually wrote down, my one thing is to ride my bike on my own without any help. And I took a snapshot of that and I Posted both of those, the video and the picture, into the community group. Yeah, it was cool. Reflecting back on your journey, living the one thing so far, what are some of the high points that somebody who's beginning would need to know? You just got to start. It, it's not going to be easy, and there are several highs uh, that come with it. The, you know, the achievement I just mentioned with my son is probably one of the biggest. But there continues to be frustration and, and you know the challenges as you go through it. But it evolves and it gets easier. And when you're doing it with intent and having the intent to improve your processes and your goals and your focus, it really helps. And by me just doing it, it has been just a huge win. And I've evolved in so many different areas of my planning and setting goals and, and already reaching them. But I know there's a long way to go still. Well, and this is what's cool. I mean, when we look back, you mentioned you're 41 years old. It took you to 40 and a half years old to start implementing these. Yet in just six months, which is a blip in your life so far, a lot has changed. The reason we share this with you who's listening to this is, folks, the path to getting everything you want is to get one thing at a time. That means you got to think big and go small. So small that it's, can I check my planner before I check my email? Can I check my 411 before I check my email? Can I just ask myself on a daily basis, what is my one thing? And whether you figure it out or not, Asking the question is the lead domino that falls over and starts to create momentum in your life. Because when that happens, you're living the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. PJ, I just want to honor you and say thank you. You know, when, when Kaylin and I have conversations about who are the people who are really engaging at a high level in the community, you are one person that always comes to the mind. So I appreciate you making a commitment to being a practice leader of this. 
to sharing publicly inside the community to choosing to submit yourself to an accountability relationship and to most importantly, empowering others to go on the journey with you. So thank you. Well, thank you, Jeff. I, I really appreciate all that you guys are doing and leading us through this journey. And uh, I appreciate you guys and the, the frameworks you're providing and the education you're giving uh, to uh, to the world, really, uh, about living the one thing. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Our conversation with PJ Milana. Out of everything you heard on this, what's one thing you can do? Such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary. Will you give yourself permission to search for the answer? To search past that wall of, I don't know. Because if you search, I guarantee you will come up with an answer. And that just sets you up to ask the question again, okay, well, what's the one thing I can do to make that easier or unnecessary? You continue that journey, you will arrive at a lead domino, a two-inch little structure that effortlessly with the flick of a finger, it will fall. But because you lined your dominoes up, everything else does become easier or unnecessary. The thing that we appreciate about PJ's story is he, he acknowledged he is a perfectionist. He, he suffers from analysis paralysis. So many of us do. And in spite of that, he says, you just gotta get started. We hope that you will. If you would like to join PJ, in the community, you can check out the one thing.com slash community. It is a very powerful group of people who are really committed to living this at the highest level. We call them practice leaders. We hope that you join us there. And if you would like to consider a tool that will actually help you have more clarity on how you're investing your time, check out the one thing planner. You can go to the one thing.com and click on the shop page. Or if you are would like to get it on Amazon, you can go to the one thing.com slash planner Amazon. And the reason I give you that direct link is because it's new to Amazon. Sometimes you may or may not be able to find it just through the search queue. So if you go to the one thing.com, that's with the number one in the URL slash planner Amazon, it, it'll take you directly to the link on Amazon. We hope that this episode has brought value to you. Uh, if it has, who's a person that you know would benefit from hearing it? Would you share it with them? It would really mean the world to us because it, it helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose. And if you are new to the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player of choice. That as well helps us reach more people and it means the world to us. Thanks so much. And we look forward to being with you in the next episode. 